listening to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. I'm your host, Sandy Holthouse. It's June 15th and a beautiful day. I was spending a lot of time this week getting ready for a vacation. Mike and I are going to go on a trip. And as I was getting ready, I kept finding dimes in the dryer and dimes on the kitchen floor and dimes in the car and at least seven different dimes today I found. And I was reminded of a column I wrote many, many years ago when Grandma Elsie died called Dimes from Heaven. And so when we come back, I'm going to share that story with you along with a medley of rhubarb recipes. I have some amazing rhubarb recipes and right now the rhubarb has just gone crazy in my garden. I don't know what it looks like in yours, but ours is just beautiful. My mom used to make a Nordic rhubarb juice, so we have a recipe for that. I have a 3-2-1 custard cake recipe that is so easy and simple to do. And then my very favorite, a rhubarb custard pie. And all three of these, I tell you, I just pick the rhubarb, cut it up, save it. These are fun things to make in the wintertime, just to kind of give you that memory of rhubarb from these hot summer days. So come right back to KRWC and 1360 Sandy's Kitchen Medley, and we'll be talking dimes from heaven and rhubarb recipes. You're listening to the podcast of Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Sandy's Kitchen Medley can be heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on KRWC AM 1360 Radio for Wright County. Welcome back to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. I was sharing a little bit earlier about how I'm getting ready for vacation, and I have been finding dimes all over the house. I found some in the dryer. I found some on the stairs, going up the stairs. I found some in the kitchen and even in my car when I was on my way to town today. And so I got to thinking about a column I wrote back in 2009, and it was called Dimes from Heaven. And I had never heard about Dimes from Heaven, but my cousin, Dawn, who I call my sister cousin, um, her grandmother passed away, and her grandma was named Elsie, and she died in March of 2009. Uh, She was born on October 23rd, 1905, and lived to be 104 years old plus five months. So she lived alone in her house uh, after her husband Abner died. Um, She was actually a widow in her home for more than 50 years. So she was used to kind of doing everything for herself. But when she was 103, she did move to a nursing home. She really didn't like the idea. But my cousin finally convinced her that that was probably the best thing for her to do once uh, Dawn caught her on the ladder painting her window trim one day. And she said, Grandma, why are you doing that? And she said, I, she just didn't want to bother asking anybody for help. 
But uh, I had never heard of dimes dropping from heaven until the day of Elsie's funeral. Uh, my cousin was sweeping the floor and getting the house ready, and we were both sad and, and kind of talking about grandma. And she turned around, and there was a brand new dime on the kitchen floor that she had just swept. And she held it up, and she said, well, this is a dime from grandma. And I just kind of thought, well, I'd never heard of that before. I was a little skeptical, but I just went along with it. And we drove to her funeral. And as I was getting out of the car, uh, there was a dime in the parking lot just as I was stepping out. And so I picked up the dime and put it in my pocket. And a couple days later, I found a dime on the sidewalk. And then when I got home, I found a dime in my shoe. And I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it's one thing to find a dime on the sidewalk or maybe even one, even one kind of falling out of the dryer. But how in the world a dime got in my shoe? I have no idea. So I really kind of became a true believer about dimes from heaven. And so my cousin and I were talking about it, what we could do if we saved all of these dimes. And we were visiting and Elsie always had a beautiful, beautiful garden. She loved to plant flowers and vegetables. And even at one time, my young sons misunderstood. Um, and we always said that grandma's garden keeps her young. And so when grandma uh, went to the nursing home and passed away shortly after, my one son said, well, it was because she wasn't in her magical garden anymore. And I said, well, what do you mean her magical garden? And he said, well, mom, you always said that her garden kept her young. So once she couldn't be in her garden anymore, she probably felt old. And I thought, boy, there's a lot of truth to that. Being 104 and always having that freedom of being in your garden and being in your own home to suddenly not having that anymore, maybe there was just a little bit of magic in her garden. Now, I'm not sure why it's dimes that we find and not pennies. There's uh, a lot of writing out there about pennies from heaven and people finding pennies here and there. And that's your person from heaven telling them that they're thinking about you. But now every time I find a dime, I think about, well, why is it dimes that we find and not pennies uh, like everyone else. But I was thinking, well, maybe it was because she was over a hundred years old. Maybe sanitarians are given dimes to drop on their loved ones instead of pennies. But uh, the more I think about it, I think it might be a sign of love maybe tenfold, just tenfold over. And I think about if great grandma dropped a dime, just one dime a week on every one of her 23 grandchildren or 48 great grandchildren or even her 18 great great grandchildren, that would be 4,628 dimes this year alone. So in the 10 years since she died, we would just have 4,000 
50,000 dimes, and we could just plant a city garden full of flowers. We could plant a huge garden in her memory. So whatever the reason, I save these dimes. I have a jar that are called Great Grandma's dimes and eventually I like to take them and plant a perennial flower in her honor every summer. So I take the dimes that I find throughout the year and go out and buy something that's flowering or really pretty and just tuck it in my perennial garden in her honor. Um, and you never know, I might have another 50 years to live myself, so I'll need my garden to keep me young. And I'll leave it up to Mike, though, to paint the trim on our house because he's a little bit younger than me and he'll only be 98. <laughs> so I just want you all to remember that heaven is under our feet as well as over our heads, as Henry David Thoreau said. Um, we are going to come back, and speaking of gardens, I have an abundance of rhubarb growing in my garden right now, and so I'm going to share with you three delicious rhubarb recipes. We have a Nordic rhubarb juice, a 3-2-1 rhubarb cake, and my favorite, a rhubarb custard pie. So when we come back, we'll have a medley of recipes for you. So please keep listening to KRWC AM 1360, Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Welcome back to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. This is your host, Sandy, and we are going to share the three rhubarb recipes we have today. Now, you can either follow along and write these recipes down, or they will be posted on the KRWC website or on our Facebook page, Sandy's Kitchen Medley, so you can go out there and print them from there. The first recipe I have for you today is called a Nordic Rhubarb Juice, and this is something really nice to make, especially if you have a lot of rhubarb coming ripe all at the same time. It's something you can make very easily and then store it or freeze it and have it to use throughout the winter months. This Nordic rhubarb juice, you start out with three cups of rhubarb and you're gonna wanna clean and rinse the rhubarb thoroughly and then cut it into smaller pieces. It doesn't have to be tiny pieces, just like one inch segments. You're gonna have one cup of sugar and four cups of water. And I put that all in a saucepan and heat it up to a boiling point. Then reduce the heat and continue boiling for approximately 15 minutes. This is really gonna loosen up the rhubarb and you're gonna get a lot of flavor out of it at that point. Pour the rhubarb sugar and water through a strainer I line that with a clean towel because what I want to do is once it's cooled down, I'm going to squeeze that towel and get just as much of that rhubarb juice out of there as I can. Now once you have it all juiced and ready to go, I like to bottle it in clean glass bottles. So I boil the bottles with uh, boiling water 
just to make sure there's no bacteria or anything in there. I'm not canning it, but I'm just making sure I'm storing it in a very, very clean glass jar. And then you can pour the juice in there and put the lid on and store it in the refrigerator. It'll keep for a long time. Uh, when you do decide to serve the juice, you just mix the concentrate with water or sparkling water or some other kind of um, drink mix. I like to mix it with water and pour it over ice. The ratio is four to one, so a quarter cup to three quarters cup of water is really nice. The second recipe I was given by my friend Shelly, uh, and it is for a rhubarb custard cake. And this was given to me a while ago, and I've made it a few times. It's just one of those really fun recipes that it looks one way when you make it, and it looks an entirely different way when you serve it. But for this recipe, you're going to need a yellow cake mix and the ingredients to prepare that cake mix. Three cups of chopped rhubarb, and I do cut the pieces a little smaller, probably nothing bigger than a half an inch. You can use either fresh or frozen rhubarb in this recipe. Then you'll need two cups of sugar and one cup of heavy whipping cream. Prepare your cake batter according to the package directions and put that into a greased 9 by 13 baking dish. The next, you're going to add your three cups of rhubarb, then over that, your two cups of sugar, and then finally, your one cup of cream. So some people call this the three, two, one custard cake. We're gonna bake that at 350 degrees for 40 to 45 minutes or until golden brown. Now, when you put it in the oven, everything's on top, but once it's baked, it all kind of goes to the bottom. So you get this nice yellow cake over the top and your uh, rhubarb custard kind of down in between. Cool it for at least 15 minutes before serving. Otherwise, it will kind of come apart and it won't look as pretty. Refrigerate all your leftovers. Don't leave this out because all the cream and thing that's in there, you want to make sure you keep it nicely refrigerated. If you're using frozen rhubarb in this recipe, measure the rhubarb while it's still frozen, then thaw it completely in a colander. Don't press the liquid out, but just let it drain a little bit. The third recipe is for my absolute favorite rhubarb custard pie. I made about six or eight of these last summer, gave them away as gifts to the neighbors. My friend Dave, he really enjoys them. And I also took them to Pie in the Park, which is coming up pretty soon in Annandale on July 3rd. So if it's something you think you'd like to try, I know I'll have one of these at Pie in the Park on July 3rd down in the Annandale Park. This is real easy to make. You can either put together your own pie crust or you can buy them frozen where they're already in a pan and ready to go. But don't bake it, just one prepared pie crust unbaked. Then we're going to add three cups of rhubarb cut into one inch pieces, one and one fourth cups of sugar, three tablespoons of flour, one half teaspoon of salt, three eggs beaten well, and one cup of heavy whipping cream. 
Now to do this, you're going to chop the rhubarb and put it into the unbaked pie shell. Just put it in the bottom. Mix your sugar, salt, and flour together in a bowl and set it aside. Beat the eggs and the whipping cream uh, together. Don't over beat your whipping cream. You don't want it to turn into cream. Then you're going to slowly add the sugar mixture to the egg mixture. It'll look really creamy when it's ready. Pour it over the rhubarb and place your pie on a cookie sheet in case it boils over a little bit. You don't want to make a mess in your oven. You're going to start out baking it at 400 degrees for 10 minutes and then reduce the heat down to 350 degrees. Then you're going to bake it until it sets in the middle. It generally takes about 40 minutes. Now, like I said, I've made this recipe numerous times. It's always delicious. Keep it refrigerated, but when you serve it, serve it with a little whipped cream on the side, and it's just one of those favorite um, custard pie recipes that I hope will become one of your favorites too. Thank you for joining me here today on Sandy's Kitchen Medley. And get out there and pick that rhubarb. If you can't make it today into one of these recipes, feel free to chop it, wash it thoroughly, and put it in the freezer. Rhubarb is one of those um, vegetables or fruits, I'm not really sure which one it is, that freezes.